Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Welcome to SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay, and this is our weekly digital marketing podcast. We've got a pretty full show for you today. I'm joined by David Satella and Virginia Nussi to bring you the latest news and our opinions on it. Uh, you'll find that this show is just chock full of opinions. <laughs> Later in the show, we're going to examine new opportunities for video marketing. Uh, there's a lot going on there. YouTube and Facebook video ads may be a wide open opportunity for all of us, and uh, all depends if you're fast enough to get there first, at least until people are, uh, in my opinion, overwhelmed with them. Uh, right now with uh, David here, let's talk about the uh, change in AdWords and how they're redefining the word conversions. Okay, I'll set it up real quick as background. Um, in mid-October, AdWords will be changing the conversions column and reporting to only include optimized conversion actions, um, where before it was a little more broad. Maybe, Dave, you could fill us in. Let's uh, use a few different words, macro-conversions and micro-conversions. So it's not unusual for an advertiser to uh, measure different events as conversions. Uh, a micro-conversion would be a, a conversion that isn't really that important uh, compared to a macro-conversion. So a micro-conversion might be uh, watching a webinar or uh, downloading a white paper, whereas a, a macro-conversion would be a sale or a filled-out lead sheet. Really, the, the conversion type that the advertiser is most interested in and uh, wants to optimize by. And optimize in this sense uh, means take advantage of Google's built-in conversion optimizer. Actually, there are a couple different conversion optimization did uh, automation tools within Google AdWords. So logically, the advertiser would set up a uh, bidding rule like uh, uh, bidding to the CPA target and um, want to associate that uh, bidding target with the most important conversion. But right now they can't do that because they're, they're counting maybe five different conversions and they just get a, this lump sum of conversions and they can't isolate the macro conversion, the taking the, the jungle conversion and uh, optimize just for that. I don't think this is going to be too hard for advertisers to get used to. Um, and I think it will also help advertisers uh, get used to and trust a little bit more Google's automated bid management. You know, it's sitting there, it's good, it works, and uh, it deserves to be paid more attention to. So you like the change? Yeah, I like it a lot. You know, it, it's, it really saves time. I mean, my best practice before this was measure the micro-conversions with Google Analytics and measure the most important conversion with AdWords. So basically, 
we have one important uh, conversion, uh, and everything else is measured in analytics, that forces the advertiser to bop back and forth between AdWords and analytics and maybe pull together reports that have to be manually stitched together, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I love it. Can't wait. Does that mean that, like, starting in October when this change is in effect, that you can't really compare year-over-year -year conversion data? Because it's a different... Uh, it's a different... No, you'll still be able to. I, I, it doesn't say so in the article that I read, but I'm assuming that... Um, the advertiser will be able to report on all the different kinds of conversions. Um, in other words, they can have a, com a column for the type of conversion, which is watch a webinar. They can have another column for type of conversion, which is download a, a white paper. But certainly so, that, is, I, so that is a go-forward kind of a reporting mechanism as opposed to being able to look at last year and have all of it reclassified if you weren't tracking it then. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Okay, well, so I guess um, I guess this is a good thing once the adjustment is made, sounds like. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, here's an SEO topic that I thought I would bring to the table because... Um, we just interviewed Eric Anga, who many of you probably know as um, Stone Temple um, Consulting and um, somebody who studies direct answers, which is when Google tries to tell us the answer straight on the results page without linking to a result. So direct answers, those seem to be growing in frequency. In February, um, a study that they did uh, showed that 19% of queries showed direct answers. And then this most recent study we just learned uncovered that 27% of, of queries show direct answers. Direct answers are a bit of a, a complex issue in SEO, um, whether it means Google is taking away traffic or is it something that you optimize for and try to be the result that's the direct answer? What does the increase in direct answers mean for you, Bruce? Well, I think that it really depends on the media, but uh, a direct answer is where there are so many sites making the same statement that Google believes it's true, and the most authoritative site is the one that gets quoted for the direct answer. Whether it is the right site uh, really is still subjective. Uh, we don't know that the right site's ever being selected. But if I could be the answer site for something that I'm giving away, and it's a one-liner, I'm less worried about that. I don't think I'm giving away so much information. Now, if that one-liner were the entire content of my page, uh, then nobody has to visit my page. And I think that would have some sort of negative consequence. I do not know in particular where this is going to impact mobile search. I think mobile is going to be one of the more interesting segments. For instance, uh, Google has started, believe it or not, at the top of the mobile page, they are now showing one organic result above the pay-per-click results. That, yeah, that was last night. Hmm. Uh, it just came out. And that means that on a mobile device, at least the whole world isn't going to hate Google. 
if you're a webmaster. I mean, but it also means that SEO just became vital. And if they were to show the answer there above the pay-per-click instead, then I want to be that answer. Mm-hmm. So I, this is a long-winded answer to the answer. But um, I, I really think that no matter what, you're going to have to be a player. Um, on mobile devices, uh, it wasn't that long ago, and David, you can comment on this, it, that Google just changed from two pay-per-click results to three pay-per-click results at the top of the mobile device. That's right. Something I love. Well, as a pay-per-click person, I think that is something you love. <laughs> As an organic person, we originally perceived that it pushes SEO down to where you'd have to scroll on your mobile device to see the first organic result. And once you're there and you read pay-per-click, more than half the people still don't know it's pay-per-click anyhow. So uh, pay-per-click is how Google makes money. If they move one organic result up, the satisfaction may go up on a mobile device for users. Um, but we don't know if that's going to be an answer box. We don't know what's going to be there in 27% of all queries. So we'll have to see how it works. So when you saw this, did you see it? Did you read a like search engine roundtable piece on it? There was a, an initial announcement. Yes, I think it was SEJ. Uh-huh. I'm not positive. Uh, all I know is they had some uh, screenshots, and it was definite. And... Uh, if you had site links, that's the interesting part. If you had site links on a mobile device, it still showed up. So that was interesting. You got it with the site links. On mobile, an organic result can take up a whole screen if it has site links and other kind of... Yeah, that that's why it was so surprising. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all believe Google is in the business of making money, as they should. I mean, it's a public company. That's their obligation to their shareholders. The fact that they would put an organic result that does not generate revenue above the pay-per-click on a mobile device has to be an A-B test of some sort, at the very minimum. And it is designed to find out if the satisfaction with Google results on a mobile device would go up because you do have organic results. Certainly, Google doesn't do anything without testing it. So that's a test or they're finding that Satisfaction is important, and three ads maybe need a little more mix. But in a pay-per-click world, we still know that now you have to be in the top three pay-per-click positions to be a player at that level. That's right. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and let's turn the conversation to video ads, particularly the opportunity of Facebook and YouTube, and also news out of last week's Apple event. So that's after the quick break of SEM Synergy. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. 
Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Hi, welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia Nessie here with Bruce Clay and the new VP of Search Operations at Bruce Clay, Inc., and a host of sister show, PPC Rockstars, David Zatella. So I've been seeing a lot of news about TV and video, and it seems that this traditional media outlet is evolving. So that's my opinion based on a bunch of headlines I've seen lately. So I'm going to read those off to you guys, Bruce and Dave. You tell me what you think this says about advertising and marketing. First of all, all three search engines are testing video ads, and that's Bing, Yahoo, and Google. And also there's um, an interesting article. I found it interesting anyway that um, that TrueView YouTube ads are like a really big opportunity because the CPC is low, but um, volume being watched right now is very high. Um, and then also, uh, TrueView ad reporting is now in AdWords. So that seems obviously connected. Google's like, we want you guys to advertise on YouTube. It's right here in the platform that you're very familiar with. Then the other um, area where we're seeing a lot more video ads and uh maybe organic as well, is, is Facebook. And their mobile app advertising network, which is the audience network, um, they're releasing video format. And also, they're sl Facebook is slowly releasing video streaming, live video streaming to users. It started with a small um, invite group. It's now moved on to verified uh, profiles. So it's all with the celebrities, but it seems like they want to kind of up the the live video factor with Meerkat and Periscope and other um, video chat platforms kind of growing right now. And then finally, 
it seems to me that video is really big and on everybody's radar right now because of the news out of the Apple event. Um, first of all, pictures. Pictures are old news. How about live photos? You know, now on new iPhones and I, uh, Apple devices, you're going to be able to take a picture that's like a moving picture. It's like really? a two-second snapshot of a moment. I think of that Harry, those Harry Potter photos, like in the movie Harry Potter. If anybody's got kids and has seen those movies, um, the the pictures aren't still, but they're just like a little moment in time. And then also the Apple TV, which uh, I love my Apple TV. I love the apps, and I want to see more apps being released. But it seems that Apple is betting that the future of TV is in apps. So all in all. TV and video, they're evolving. What do we do about it? Well, I think just to, to get it kicked off, the fact that YouTube is the second largest searched property and it's being reported now in AdWords sort of sets the stage for what I said earlier in the show, which is Google's in the business of making money and Google owns YouTube. This is going to be massive because as soon as you can get reporting, uh, it means that you you can determine whether or not it's working and you can spend more money on it. I, I fully expect it to go. We've been saying that video uh, is important to websites all along, that you know engagement on websites go up, that you're going to see that Google prefers multimedia engaging sites over sites that are not. And we've been saying that for years. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's generally known that conversion on a desktop goes up. Uh, we also know that there's a great many people with mobile phones, and they hardly ever use computers now because their phone is able to play videos and, and you know whatever else they may need. They're texting. Uh, schools have stopped passing out email addresses because texting is so prominent that nobody needs an email address anymore. So as things evolve, I think that it is natural for video to go, and I think that YouTube is sort of uh, undiscovered country kind of thing. It's If we can get in and, and leverage things intelligently, uh, where I'm really looking for information is, does the ad at... 30 seconds, I'll perform the ad at 15 seconds, or vice versa. Does the branding of the ad matter more on a YouTube video, or is it something where you have to hit them with curiosity, show a URL, and then let them go on to their original video? Because they're not there for the ad. They're there for whatever they were targeting in the first place. So there's a lot of confusion here. Um, I also think that Facebook is sort of the hard thing to guess. Uh, and Apple, of course, is uh, betting on TV. So that uh, that takes all the millennials out of the picture. Mm -hmm. Most of the millennials are not TV fanatics. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're on their phones. So mm -hmm. what do you think, guys? Uh, I agree with everything you said. Uh, and it's not just because I'm setting up to you. It's because I, I really agree. Uh, a couple of uh, considerations. I think there are still barriers to entry uh, that keep advertisers from video advertising. Uh, one of them, a really important one, is that uh, not everybody has a sense of good production values. So there's an awful lot of crappy video out there, and uh, 
if, if the video ad is bad, they're not, they're not going to get a response whether they're running it for branding or they're running it for direct response. Uh, and they don't know basically the, the ins and outs and tricks of creating videos. Um, like the fact that you've got in, in the AdWords context, uh, the advertiser really has to engage the viewer within the first four to five seconds. Four is better because at five seconds, the viewer gets a chance to just skip the ad. So just little things like that, I think, are, are keeping a lot of advertisers away. You mentioned that the video advertising data is now presented in the AdWords interface. It actually was uh, available. It was just in a different part of the AdWords interface. You kind of had to, to you know, duck into a tunnel and take a left turn, and you would get there. And uh, all Google did was move that out into the main AdWords web user interface. But, you know, it sounds like a little change, but I think it's going to have a big impact because it's going to be in, in advertisers' face all the time. Uh, they're going to be saying to agencies like ours, uh, I think I want to try that. So um, a lot of good reasons why this will explode. And then, Virginia, you mentioned uh, another big one before, and that is the fact that currently... Uh, CTCs are, are very, very low. Um, you know, they're, they're lower than any kind of display advertising on the Google Display Network. And in some cases, they're, they're lower than, you know, branding ads and CPM ads. But that's what I say. Bruce, at the beginning of the show, you had an interesting comment that we kind of just glossed over at the time, which was whether consumers will even want to be barraged by video ads. Correct. I think that... Uh, there are moments when there's something that I will click on to, to see what it's all about. I can, if I really want to see it, I'll wait. But I almost always skip because my mission is not the ad. My mission is to get what I went for. Um, mm-hmm. I think if every single video had an ad at the beginning, over time that might become quite annoying. And um, that might be okay. I mean... What about in a search results page with, you know, we see Google, Bing, and Yahoo testing video ads. Like, I can't imagine on my mobile doing a search and seeing one of those autoplay video ads at the top of the page. Maybe it's quiet, at least, kind of like how Facebook videos you scroll through and at least it doesn't, like, play sound and stuff. But, I, I mean, I haven't seen video ads in search, but... Well, I've seen a number of websites that have video ads on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And the way it works is you mouse over the ad, and from the right-hand side or left-hand side, almost like a new panel opens playing the video. So as long as your mouse is over it, you have you know, the new Mercedes driving down the road, or you have you know, this or that or the other. And usually it's for uh, high-end products. And I pick on Mercedes because I've seen them a number of times. You, you, anything that you mouse over on the right-hand side, suddenly there's a driving car. Or I think you might just be a car guy and you're being targeted for these. Yeah, I might be targeted guys. for these. But imagine um, people that are doing retargeting, that are retargeting you with video ads. Sure. So no matter what page you go to, you see it. Yep. And all of a sudden it's talking to you because... Hey, I'm retargeting you. Give me attention. I want it right now. 
this could be the beginning of a, a lot more video ads. That's what I'm seeing. Well, there was, uh, what was the Tom Cruise movie, where as you walked down the street, it scanned your eyes, identified who you were, and it personalized the ad on the billboard. Mm-hmm. Minority Report. Yeah, Minority Report. Could you imagine something like that using the camera on your PC to see, okay, you're, you're in front of it and you're male and we're going to put up a male ad and, you know, I mean, this could get really crazy. Yep. Especially on a phone even. Thanks, guys. I think, I think that um, it's really just interesting to watch the future unfold. Thanks to Webmaster Radio and thank you for listening. If you haven't yet, we invite you to review the podcast on iTunes because we want to know what you think. Let us know what you thought of the show today. And also, I'd point you to bruceclay.com slash blog where you'll find the recent video interviews with Eric Anga, Mark Trapagan, Danny Sullivan, and Rand Fishkin, and more coming all the time until our blog is filled with live conference coverage from SMX and PubCon. Have a great week and see you next time on SEM Synergy. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.